And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Zach Harper from The Athletic, The Athletic's podcast, The Athletic Writing, Power Rankings, and now The Athletic's new YouTube show, The Restricted Area, a weekly NBA show with myself and Wazley Lambre, the cultural anthropologist, going around finding the most interesting stories from the NBA, giving some historical context, and trying to figure out just what the hell is going on. This week's episode is up. You go to The Athletic's YouTube channel, you will find it, in which we talk about the process. That's right. Daryl Morey has taken over the process in Philadelphia, but how did it get there? What did Sam Hinkie have designed? What did he do right? What did he do wrong? How was it taken from him? All that plus anonymous agents are taking shots at Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. Why don't they do it with anybody else? It's just Rich and Clutch. We get into that and a lot more. Again, go to the YouTube channel for The Athletic. Check out the restricted area. Smash that subscribe button. Hit that like. Give it a nice comment. Have some witty banter in the comments. Make sure you share it with your friends all around the internet. Give that link out. Retweet it on social media. All that fun stuff. And we'll see you every single week right there on The Athletic's YouTube channel for the restricted area. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show. Monday through Friday on The Athletic Podcast Network. New York strip steak. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show, your athletic NBA podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. This is Monday. It's the Basket Buds edition. I'm Zach Harper. Coming up on today's show, there's a trade for the Lakers. James Harden might want out or he might want in or we don't know. We'll discuss it. And we're going to play the new game, Guess That Draft Profile, coming up now. Hey, everybody. That seemed like an introduction that then had a pause and then now we're ready for a, for a show. But that's all just recorded in real time unless, I don't know, Jade might do some fancy stuff because he's produced this thing. I am Zach Harper. That's Dave Dufour. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Wozni Lambre, the cultural anthropologist. We got Jake King. And guys, we got the draft coming up this week. I've said it before. I've said it again. The draft is my favorite day of the NBA year. Every single time. You got dreams coming true. You got trades going crazy. And I just think it's a fun spectacle that I can never get enough of. I don't know if anyone else feels the same way, but the draft is legitimately my favorite day of the NBA season. I only like seeing the guys in hats for teams that they're never going to play for. I love that. that oh, I love the that. Best. Yes. It is. And then looking back like 10 or 15 years down the line and laughing at the stuff that they wore. Yes. Yes. Right? And, and we have some like cool moments. Actually, funny we should talk about the history of the draft coming up on, I don't know, Wednesday. If you go to the Athletics YouTube channel, you get the restricted area. This week, Waz and I go over the history, the long, strange history of the NBA draft. Waz, I got to say it was a great episode. Yeah, probably the best one yet. And I'm not just saying that because I want you guys to check it out. The first two are pretty awesome as well, but I think we're getting better and better finding our groove as we go. Definitely check that out. 
Um, some just just the nature of what the draft used to be with like 12 rounds and guys getting drafted at the age of 30 and guys <laughs> not even reporting to their team because they decided a career being a mechanic was better. Um, it's it just it's just crazy how far we've come when it comes to the NBA draft. Yeah, and like the draft suits, the uh, draft comps, we got some we got some fun territorial stuff picks. Territorial picks, yeah. There's a there's a weird history with the NBA draft, so check that out on YouTube on the Athletics NBA, or the Athletics YouTube page. The restricted area should be out Wednesday for the draft. Um, all right, guys, let's start out. We have a trade to go over uh, Monday. The moratorium for for transactions is lifted. Teams can start trading again, and one trade that's going to happen, the Lakers are sending Danny Green, three-time champion Danny Green, to the Oklahoma City Thunder along with the 28th pick in this year's draft in exchange exchange for Dennis Schroeder. I've talked about this with with a few executives in terms of Dennis Schroeder where I've said I would never want him to be my starting point guard, but... I love the idea of him as my backup point guard. Um, that proved to be a great formula for the Thunder this season. He was second in six-man-of-the-year voting. So, Trey, adding Schroeder, whether he ends up starting for the Lakers or not, I actually don't think matters because you have LeBron running the show. But adding Schroeder for for Green and a pick, it's I think it's a win-win for both teams. I wrote this on The Athletic that, that both teams are highly beneficial from this because – the Thunder get another draft pick. They have 16 draft picks in the, between now and 2026. 16 first-round picks, I should say. And Danny Green's another flippable guy for them. They can flip that veteran to a contender and and get you know first-round pick, second-round pick, whatever that, whatever that ends up being. And then for the Lakers trade, they get Dennis Schroeder, who was really damn good last year. So I like to call this a steal, but only a steal against the, the, the competitors, the other contenders that potentially wanted to get Dennis Schroeder. Um, they get a second playmaker, you know, on the team, take some, take the ball out of LeBron's hand at, at times. And then also he can shoot the ball pretty well, you know, something that the Lakers always needed. So, um, and then on the Thunder's end, they just got younger, you know, and they can dangle Danny Green to get more picks. I don't know if this is going to be a collection thing for Presti, but he already has a nice collection of picks and potentially could get some more picks for Danny Green or if Danny Green is bought out. I could see Danny Green heading to Milwaukee or Dallas or another um, playoff playoff team that needs shooting. I also think, Jay, I also think with this one, like, Shooter's in a contract year, so he's going to want to be great, right? Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, guys can go either way in contract years, um, especially when you're trying to win a championship. It's not always good to have a guy thinking about money, but for the Lakers, like, that was their one weakness was that they didn't have enough playmaking alongside LeBron and he had too much on his shoulders all season long. And I think as he gets older and older, it's going to be more important to take some of that burden away from him. And I think Schroeder just, just fits really well. And I think they must look at it like they can replace Danny green more easily than they could find someone like Dennis Schroeder because I think they're wrong about that. They'll miss green. They're they, gonna miss they will miss Green. Time. Well, they don't have any wings either, right? right. Like they've That's got KCP, the they've got LeBron, obviously. Um, but there mm-hmm. are there are a lot of wings on the Caruso. market. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's he's kind of a backcourt dude. Like I guess I'm I'm distinguishing. There's no Danny Green on the market though. That's the thing. Like Danny yeah. Green, I, well, I know we're all, right. all going to be colored by 
what we saw in the playoffs. Oh, that choker who missed a shot. Are you kidding me, Dave? That choke artist. Hey, now now hold on. Now, he also (laughs) wasn't hitting shots at all, right? Like, and, And he was hurt. But he was really good for them in the regular season. I mean, yeah, he, he is also, the only back-to-back champion in the league right now. He also wasn't that, that good. <laughs> That's no, what it, I, 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 wasn't that bad in the playoffs. He was fine. Like he was fine. He Still was, was fine. good defensively. I think, I think Dave, and that's the harder thing I to think replace. The theory of Danny Green is going to be hard to replace. But what he actually gave them, the theory the actually worked on the court though. Um, he created space. Teams were still guarding him. I mean, even on that shot he missed. Part of why he missed it was because they were closing out so hard. That's valuable, man. Dennis Schroeder just had one really good year of shooting. Yeah, but again, I, I you know, I, I think we saw this with guys like Markeith Morris, Rajon Rondo. I think the nature of the threes that you get to take when you play next to AD and LeBron and LeBron are different. Yeah. <laughs> like they're easier yep. shots to make than the shots that he had to make in OKC. And I think having the practice of playing both on and off the ball in OKC's offense this year um, will serve him, you know, greatly on the Lakers because oftentimes when they decide to play him next to LeBron, he's going to be the off-ball guy. Or maybe he will be a a creator, initiator. You know, I just think, honestly, that he is... He's sort of everything that Rondo does just elevated. Um, maybe not mm-hmm. the defense because Rondo, for no, whatever reason, defense, was guarding yeah. people this year, like for the first <laughs> yeah. time in like eight years. Um, but, you know, it's it's a because, again, watching the Lakers this year, like watching Quinn Cook try to dribble the basketball sometimes. I'm just like, wow, like they, they, <laughs> this team literally has two guys. Come on, why do you have to go ball. after Quinn Cook? I'm not why going after that? him. I'm just yeah. saying, like, he's allegedly a point guard and, and, and guys are freaking pressuring him up 94 feet, like, you know, like he's a high school player. Um, so I and, think, okay. and I think, I think that's, they also gave the KCP more leverage on his contract. I think KCP is probably going to get a little bit of a surprising contract. They got to keep Clutch happy, man. They, they got to pay him. <laughs> no, anyway. They got to keep hey, the wing. I mean, again, he's the only <laughs> wing they've got right now. Yeah, but I, I think wow, we just go playing, having like LeBron yeah. on your team, guys automatically yes. want to play with him, especially the three and D guys always mm-hmm. want to play with LeBron. Just just as we were sitting down to record this podcast, Sham Sharani reported that Wes Matthews has declined his player right. option. Right. So uh, Wes is going to be a Wes, Laker. He's if Wes Matthews yeah. ends up on the so Lakers. That's 60% of Danny Green. But what yeah. but, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, maybe maybe Dave was watching a different Danny Green this year. I, but wait, but and wait, I love what about Danny this? Green, man. But good God, man, he was shooting. Oh, every time he shot the ball, he was wide fucking open. Do you know what I'm saying? He, like, he's what a forty percent really three point shooter for his career. I mean, like, are we going based on Dennis Schroeder's one year? No, no, no. Dave, and I'm not Dave, no, Dave, saying Dave, we're going based totally different on players, we're going so based on the him. fact that. But Danny for Green what the Lakers need is not twenty one right? years old. They need anymore. wing defense. <laughs> they need wing defense and shooting. Well, okay, that's hold what, on. That's Dave, what the Lakers need. Would you rather have Danny Green in the 28th pick or Dennis Schroeder and Wes Matthews? So that, that is interesting. 100%. No, I think you I'd would rather, rather have the 28th have... pick. No, I'd rather have the 28th that dude, pick. That dude's not going to contribute. Maybe not. But, Definitely but not. It's another. And the other thing is that Danny Green was really their only cha- a trade chip. And they got Dennis Schroeder, who's a fine player. But it's not like they got. I don't know, uh, a, a guy who, like DeMar DeRozan, who I think could really like run second units for him and probably close games. Honestly, Dave, I think we're doing the same 
stupid mistake we all made last summer. When we like, well, what the fuck is I'm Rondo going to do on this team? Part. What the fuck is right. such and such going to do? In- they don't have to do much. They have AD right. and LeBron on the team. But it's about what they can do next to LeBron. And I trust Danny Green playing next to LeBron more than I trust Dennis Schroeder. I I sort of agree with that. I do also think at the same time, if they pick up Wes Matthews, which I think they're going to, mm-hmm. I'll take that. I'll take that and Schroeder over Green and whatever pick is not going to contribute. Uh, so what's your – I mean, I know I'm like jumping way ahead and, and we'll have the trade deadline and all this other stuff. But what's your closing lineup look like? It's LeBron. LeBron, AD, KCP, KCP whatever you want to do. I mean like – Wes Matthews and Schroeder. Wes and Schroeder. Like that's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. And I'm it's not saying be that they're taking a, dependent. a huge Sometimes Caruso's going to close games. Sometimes Caruso might close a game. Like – I just the don't wing think was a soft much, spot man. for him. Yeah, Kuzma, was clo- a Kuzma closed the him. game against the Wolves when they're up thirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let, yeah, well, yeah, Trey, we're about a week away from Kuz saying the Earth's flat. Like, where that's, I mean, if you follow on his Twitter right now, like Kuz is, it feels like Kuz is trying to tweet his way off the team. <laughs> Nah, yeah. they liked him, man. The Lakers fans forgave him because he was giving out PS5s, man. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. So, you know, if you want to win over a Lakers fan, bro, give him something, bro. But, that's true. Um, realistically, I know he's expecting a, a a payout, and I just don't think the play has been consistent enough. But if he gets a fair, if he gets a fair shot at it, you know, um, and ends up on a team that that doesn't, you know, need a win now, and 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 let and will let him grow, I think he can be effective. I, I did like the idea floated out of DeMar on the Lakers, right? And that's mm-hmm. obviously DeMar's really good, so sure, of course. Mm-hmm. And even without the three-point shooting, like, I do just like the idea of, like, you could play a lineup with DeMar, LeBron, and AD, and you can say, yeah, where's the spacing going to come? I was just like, I don't know, but they're, they, they, they just bully everybody like, they, like they did last year. Like, yeah, they, yeah like, I, I believe in spacing. Don't get me wrong. And I have a problem with DeMar DeRozan not taking any threes at all, especially not corner threes. But at the same time, like those three on the court together. Yeah. That's just a matchup issue all the time. doesn't matter. Yeah. And so by moving Danny green for shooter, that completely eliminates that. But I don't also don't know how realistic that was in the first place, you know? Oh, well, yeah. Cause the Spurs are, are addicted to the 10th seed now. Oh, they love and, it. And with the <laughs> well, now, now, I mean, now they can get you the plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I think it, I think it's a win win because because like watch yeah, your point OKC, nobody lost OKC gets what they want because they want to stink they they right. want you yeah. know ass quote unquote assets I you know like the twenty eighth pick in the draft like really I, I don't know what we're even talking about anymore I, no I think there, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of value there but that value won't be seen for like two three years right um and you know again they they get rid of Schroeder. Um, green is another like you guys already mentioned any contender can use a, a theoretical three and d guy because again like danny green was getting his ass bust on defense y'all like I, I don't know what i don't i don't know which danny green guys were watching last year because like he wasn't playing great defense like he he knows where to be for sure and you know he's great in help he's great in help he's great in help but, like, yeah. guys were cooking him in the playoffs this year. So I'm just like, you know, and again, I'm watching Scrap Heap guys have games where they help win playoff games. Like, Markeith Morris, like, this guy helped win playoff games against um, Denver and against Houston. Like, 
I don't think it's going to take a lot for guys to just contribute enough to win when your oh, two shit. best guys are LeBron and AD, man. Like, like these guys, they, they erase so many freaking holes um, okay, when his, they're on their I, game. I, I, his three-point accuracy think, is so much lower in the playoffs and in the finals than I thought it was. Bro, Danny Green was not doing anything. <laughs> I, I, I do think it's fair to withhold judgment until we see who, who they replace Danny Green with. Because we can give the Lakers front office credit. They built a, a worthy team of role players around LeBron James and AD last year. I think a lot of guys who most fans didn't have a lot of trust in really played well for them. From KCP to Caruso to Rondo. So they they built up a little equity there. But you still have to replace Danny Green. And, and I know Waz is going to sh- shit on him for... <laughs> for not actually being that good but even being a decent wing it's tough to replace that like there aren't many great wings just available and i do think a guy like west matthews would be a good fit there could be some other good fits out there but i do want to see what the lakers do before really grading this trade for them because last year their defense was their thing and danny green was a a piece of that defense that mattered and you replace him with schroeder your offense definitely gets more potent but the defense, I think, will take a hit unless they replace Green with with some some competent yeah, wings. Yeah, and also on top of that, like even if he's not making shots, the threat of Danny Green still exists mm-hmm. in defenses, right? So that yeah. that that's important. Um, I also do think, like you know, not to not to ring the old tampering bell, uh, which by the way, listen to tampering on Tuesday with uh, Sam Amick, but uh, not to ring the old tampering bell. But like the Lakers probably make this deal, also knowing like yeah, we know helps on the way. Exactly. Yeah, like they've got to know West that, Ma- that certain guys. Like I fully expect West Matthews to be a late. We all just saw the the uh, Sham Sharania tweet, and we all kind of grinned yeah. when we saw West right. Matthews yeah. name popped up. <laughs> right. Of course, exactly. he yeah. declined that. That MLE is going to be nice. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be super. Um, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, speaking of trades, I don't know what to do with this James Harden shit. So ESPN (laughs) is reporting, like nine reporters at ESPN are reporting that uh, James Harden... The, the the Nets are exploring the idea of adding James Harden, which like, yeah, of course, right? Like, oh, of, course, of course they are, right? Like, he's James Harden, and well, every team should be exploring yeah. that option. Yeah, right. so yeah, but, he's a good so, player. But if you look at the Nets, like if you're throwing in Dinwiddie <laughs> and Karis LeVert, that's a good start, right? You know, and for a trade package, like that's mm-hmm. a that's a really good start. Now you have to worry because because Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be a free agent after next season, but that's that's an enticing trade package to get How good a start interested. is that? I mean, Karis LeVert 
is good. Spencer Dinwiddie is good. They're both pretty good, but they're not like super young prospects. They're not super high upside prospects. Like they're both they're pretty not good MVP players, candidates but, and they're not James Harden. Yeah, but if if I'm trading <laughs> if true. I'm trading an MVP candidate with two years left on his contract, I'm looking for a either a, a some really good draft equity and or like top young prospects. And Levert and Dinwiddie just don't do that for me. If I'm no, Houston, but, but Jay- why, why am I? Why would I rather do that than call Minnesota and try to figure something out for their draft pick? Right, and some guys. Like, yeah. Or why Phoenix. the hell would I want Karis Levert instead of like? Some really young guys that potentially have some upside, like some well, crazy. Well, uh, let me type let me let me shine a little light on this. Let me shine a little light on this. Let's say you're an owner who doesn't have any fucking money, right? <laughs> Just hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, we could call this guy anything. We could call him Shulman <laughs> Portita, Furtado, right? right? Yeah, Shulman Portita. Um, let's say you don't have any fucking money, uh, then. Like, you kind of need a competitive team. Now, granted, we're not selling tickets. That, well, actually, we might sell some tickets this year. But, like, if you're Houston, bottoming out could damage the bottom line even further. Like, yeah. you're not getting the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast crazies going, yeah, time for the process in Houston. Like, you're not no, getting that No, because people support. in Houston have nice weather. Right. <laughs> they got like, better things to do. They got better things to do. And that Rockets fan base, for the most part, is going to – Kind of, I think, like remind themselves of like, hey, Daryl Morey never bottomed out, right? They kept a competitive team. Like you're gonna want to watch some of this, and so I think grabbing a couple of guys who are still pretty damn good, and whatever draft picks the Nets can cobble together, and and any, I don't know, I don't know if Nicholas Claxton does anything for you, probably not, but like whatever, nope. whatever young guys they have, right? Like if you can throw that kind of package together. That might not be the worst case scenario for you if you're Shilman Portito. Nobody out there is listening to him and saying, God darn, he's just he's just using words and he's just so much smarter than me. So I'm not going to become worth five billion dollars. That book is bull. Okay, he's just naturally smarter than me. I think you can see that I'm no smarter than Shilman Portito. Man, that's messed up. I don't know, man. If they trade three years of player control of James Harden. An MVP candidate. One of the four or five best guys in the league. For two freaking, I don't even, like, NBA rotation cats? No, I, either I guys mean, could be. One, and that's one year. worse than the Westbrook deal, where they gave stuff up uh, to get Westbrook. Like, that's, yeah. that's an even worse deal. That's that's insane to me that it's, you would it's an unrealistic settle trait. for anything less than, you know, draft capital, some type Plus, of ownership young guy stock like in the team. Michael Porter. Plus. Or something plus, like, plus, what, plus. like what the what hell? Part, like, why the hell? What would part I, of this organization? What part this of this idea. organization makes you think they're well run at this point? <laughs> well, that's a great <laughs> question. They got a they got a guy who wrote "Shut Up in Business" or whatever the name of that book is. <laughs> shut up, and, shut up, and, shut up in business. Whatever that book is called, like who doesn't have? You any shut business. your mouth when you're talking to me, <laughs> Zach Harper. <laughs> like I. Uh, the idea, though, that James Harden could be on the move, whether it's the Nets or not, like, Trey, this, in theory, should get the floodgates of, like, here's, here are incredible offers to, to choose from, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think once they start even just entertaining one, just entertain one, 
And once you entertain one, then, you know, everybody will start dangling and doing whatever they need to do to to appease the Rockets. Because, I mean, you know, obviously for Titta, the broke boy, you know, he going to try to he going to try <laughs> to get a chance to not pay these, you know, I pay for these guys anyway. So, you know, there's a couple ideas where, you you know, you can send Russ to, to Charlotte um, or Sacramento. I like him in Sacramento for Buddy and Mark, Mark, uh, Marvin Bagley. Um, but I don't want to do that to Sacramento mm. long term. Um, and then thinking about Harden, you know, if he really wants out, then free. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he, I, I don't think they're ever going to outlive 2018. And that's the peak. So talking about running back is just laughable and just the laughing stock of the league at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, the whole run it, let's run it back thing and see what happens. Like that, I get you have to have that image be out there publicly. You can't be like, yeah, I guess we're going to have to trade him now. Like, you've got to show some, some, I don't know, moxie or whatever. But, like, Jay, like, I, I got to wonder, like, I just, I, we had the, it's a different situation. We had the Timberwolves when Jimmy Butler did his whole thing, right? Yep. Requested trade. The, the idea was like, we'll get to training camp and everything will be fine. And then, like, spoiler alert, was not fine. <laughs> like, it was not. It didn't work out. I do think those situations exist, and maybe that exists with this Rockets team. But if the reports from from Shams and, and Kelly Eco and, and Sam Amick are are to be believed, and I, I think that's a pretty good trio of reporters right there to to find that information, like, that culture may not cultivate, like, yeah, let's just show up to camp and see what happens. Yeah, and if if Russ wants out, which Shams reported that he did, What's there left for James Harden? What really is left there for him? You, you've already seen you can't win with Russ. Russ has a bad enough contract. They're not going to get good value for him. They're probably not going to get legitimately good players for him. It, it, that, they're going nowhere. And so I understand why Harden wants out. The, the other thing to remember in this, players have so much power these days that if Harden does want to force his way to Brooklyn – then you can't put that idea past him. And I don't think Brooklyn would have the top package, but I do think if Harden is forceful enough, I want to go play with Kevin Durant. I want to go play with Kyrie Irving. Then Brooklyn may have just enough to outlast all the teams that are scared of, well, I mean, of acquiring James Harden and then seeing him walk away in a couple of years. We We just saw that. With Anthony Davis. Yeah. If you want to get to one team, it is But possible. also, Dave, the Lakers had assets, right? Yeah, Certainly. I mean, yeah. They did. I mean, legitimate assets. Uh, and But, you know, depends on how you feel about Karis LeVert. I mean, I'm hot, look, in the I Eastern guess. Conference, you could tell me both those dudes are going to be all-stars next year. I buy it. Right? Like I, right. like, I think they're good. But in the West, if you're training them to the West, neither of those guys can be all-stars next year. Right. Right. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. What if it's like a uh, Brooklyn Nets, Boston Celtics situation? Wouldn't you like to have future draft picks for this Dave, Brooklyn Nets squad? Dave, let me no, shake can... the table. What if Katie went to management and had him trade Kyrie for James? Oh, <laughs> oh Trey, you are speaking my language. Now we're talking. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Hold on, I need to fan. I need to fan myself. I almost passed out at that idea right there. Oh, the spice of it uh, all. That would be that's lovely. Insane. That would be lovely. Oh, that's an insane idea. Uh, we did see the report that apparently not 
all of the major players in Brooklyn are on board with the potential James Of course Harden not. Trade, so. And I wonder who that might be. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's not DeAndre Jordan. Basketball. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm... Eh. Can you do a your turn, your turn, your turn, not your turn? Joe well, Harris in the East, system? they could probably get to the conference finals that way. <laughs> to be honest with you, just on talent. Yeah, I mean, look, I think you can with Kevin Durant, you could just get to the to the conference finals. And the East is pretty okay. good, but like, uh, I trust Kevin Durant with just about anything on the court. Well, it depends what he looks like too. I, I still think he's oh an X factor. His health is a major, major concern for me after the Achilles. And if if you bring in Harden, that's that's totally different. I think that team has so much talent; they would just overwhelm the rest of the Eastern Conference, no matter what. Um, but like, obviously, the fit would be so weird. And Kyrie and Harden as a defensive backcourt would just be really, really bad. Yeah, and and, and, and Kyrie, I, I who think, didn't like passing the ball to LeBron James, <laughs> wait, this dude took and, exception and Kevin to the Durant, idea. who didn't like playing with Steph Curry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no? I feel like we got to make this trade happen at this point. It would be fascinating. That would be just the endless fascination. As as a man who's been known to dip his toe into the chaos world every once in a while, I love it. I love the idea, Trey. Like that is because also like the the just sub tweeting or sub comments you're going to get from Kyrie. The idea of putting Kyrie and Russ on the same team if they don't trade Russ. Like I love all of it. Kyrie Russ pick and rolls would be fun though. But I also think like. Like, that package just won't be enough. It won't, man. Like, when you think around, think about it, and, like, Harden has two years left. So, you're, it's not like it, he's going to walk right away. Look, man, what if what if the Nets just give those two guys and, like, three first-round picks? But it's, for some teams, it wouldn't be that hard to top that. Like, I'm thinking about Toronto. Like, would Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi be Hell better? yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. And, like... They could do that and still have a squad left to try to compete with Harden. And and so when you think about different things like that, we I mean Daryl Morey, who obviously loves James Harden as much as anyone could Wait, has ever loved they? a person. If Serge leaves, Marcus Saul's off to Spain, no OG, no Pascal. Well, you, you can keep Serge. You can keep Serge. Uh, you think Serge wants to play with Harden again? <laughs> for for twenty million, yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah. Sure does. <laughs> and and then like Daryl Moore is out there with a roster that definitely needs tweaking. Like would Ben that's Simmons? That's a much better trade piece. Like, see that that's what I'm well, saying. The, like, the move is the move is Simmons to the Warriors, Wiggins and the Wolves pick to Houston. Oh, man, Wiggins is a perfect Tillman Fertitta player, too. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Woo-wee. Shut up in mid-range. <laughs> <laughs> new book coming out next fall. Yeah, I just don't understand how every team in the league isn't on the phone with Houston calling about James Harden. Like, that's... And the idea that you would come out of that with Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie, that, like, that, that just seems insane to me, man. Yeah, but was sometimes, like... Sometimes it's not about who has the best offer, right? Yeah. Sometimes it really is the agents, like, orchestrating this shit and threatening in the future and all this stuff. Like, that stuff happens. Also, Tillman being like, fuck Maury. I'm not going to trade him James Harden. He can go screw right. off. yeah, yeah, yeah. He told us he wanted to be with his family and then left his wife two days later. Well, like, but also, that might have been like, ooh, I don't have to fire Daryl. And give him all his money. We can come to an agreement. There might be a little bit of admiration there, you know? In theory. <laughs> the Tillman for, you know. for Tita poor jokes have been on point tonight. Absolutely on point. But the other piece of this, too, if if Harden does want out, there are a lot of pieces on that Houston team that are interesting and could make a difference elsewhere. P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, Robert Covington. Like, there are a lot of pieces. If they become a fire sale situation... That is, they could change teams for the better with some of those pieces. Hey, hey Zach, did you ever do your Fertitta impression? Uh, oh, I don't think I did. I mean, tell us to shut up in business. Uh, <laughs> shut up in business. Um, I don't know if you guys, there's a video that Jade dropped in the, in the, in the chat weeks ago. And I watched this thing and it's just, it's like a, it's like a Tillman Fertitta, um, I don't know, like hype video. Yeah, like a hype video of him like talking about business and um Jade, I don't know if you want to drop just a couple of nuggets in here and then I can I can throw mine in. Let's go play pickup basketball. Let's go to the office and play business. And that's what I do every day. I go to the office and play business. You got to know what you know and what you don't know. And and I knew that I understood business. You know, I think you know if you know business or not. And people ask me, should I go get my MBA? And you know what I usually tell them? You know if you need to go get your MBA. If you don't have it inside of you and you understand economics and finance and, and, and operations and business, then you need to go get it. I knew that I didn't need it. It was just a God-given gift. It is insane the way he talks about how to make it in business on this video. And I don't know if Shut Up in Business is the same. I don't know if that's an, a video version of that book. But it's yeah. a lot like um, this, some of these will be Jade, real quotes. You can drop that in when we were just totally shitting all over him for like five minutes. You can just sprinkle it in. <laughs> I think you can pick up from talking to me that I'm not on a different level. These are basic tools. If you asked a chimpanzee to run a Bubba Gump shrimp restaurant and bar, he'd have it humming like a harmonica at a bake sale. Nobody's listening to him and saying, God darn. He's just using words and sentences and characters and putting them in a sequence or order where they should be. And he's so much smarter than me, so I'm going to become a $45 billion. That book is bullshit. He's just naturally smarter than me. 
think you can see I'm no smarter than anybody else in this room. Throw me in the goldfish bowl and give me a roommate. Well, most women out the same way. I just use certain little basic tools to be successful every day. Create restaurants from certain Tom Hanks movies people want to go to. Bubblegum Shrimp Company. The Terminal Food Court. Castaway Island Food. Follow 13 ice cream flavors. <laughs> Take the word no out of your vocabulary. When you ask the president for billions in handouts during a pandemic, don't let him say no. Beg him. Okay, does Donald know how to get stuff done? Yes. Use the 95-5 rule. Lay 95% of your business feelings on Daryl Moore and 5% on the refs. Be the bull at whatever you do. We're always on the same page. You want that to mean the cow with horns? It does. If you want that to mean bullshit, it does. You just got to keep punching, run your business, and realize until they come and shut you down and lock the doors or you can't get product until you can't make payroll. Then again, just ask the president for a handout. Don't take no for an answer. You tax the luxury. Don't let the luxury tax you. I'm just going to tell you what I think from an owner's perspective, okay? I don't know what lame duck means because he's under contract. I think his agent did me a favor, okay? Because if for some reason we had a horrible year and we thought we needed to make a coaching change, we just got through paying off one of the other coaches, I believe. And, and uh, so if, I hope we win a championship and Mike comes and puts a gun to my head. Tax the luxury, don't let the luxury tax you. <laughs> I, forgot was I, was, I forgot I was going to do that. All right. Uh, before That's we so go, good. we do have the NBA draft <laughs> coming up this week. God. Uh, we do have the draft coming up this week. Um, I wanted to play a game. Jade uh, inspired this in a, in a different chat of name that draft profile, okay? Now there are some draft profiles that I'm not. I'm actually not going to read the author. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on any authors because some of this stuff is hard, and all of this stuff is from long ago. And with hindsight, uh, as Waz would say, hindsight is fifty fifty. And so with that, uh, you know, it's easy to see who was wrong and who was right or whatever. But I do want to read some, uh, some, some draft profiles from long ago. So this is, this is, uh, this one. I think you guys can get this one easily. Okay. And Waz, you know this one, so you don't guess on this one. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm out of it. This one. He's the real deal. I almost did that in my Tillman Fertitta impression. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get in it, you can't get out of it. Well, if you were the real deal, that's what you would have I just, done. I just turned my pockets inside out. Nothing in them. All right. Um, he's the real deal. He's really one of a kind. He runs the floor, handles the ball, shoots the NBA three-pointer, plays with his back to the basket. So you can slot him at the three, four, or five. This is a player from at the beginning of the millennium. Towards the beginning of the millennium, I say. Nicholas Skidishvili. Solid guess. Anybody else? <laughs> I have no idea. Kiroleko? Solid guess as well. Anybody else? <laughs> that is Darko Milicic. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Mana from heaven. Yeah. All right. This one is from 13 years ago. A long athletic forward who's very skilled, explosive leaper with good lateral quickness. He has long arms, seven foot four wingspan and big hands, which allows him to play even bigger than he actually is. Excellent shooter and ball handler. Fundamentally very sound. Excellent basketball IQ has really improved his rebounding. Hard worker. 
13 years ago. Any any guesses? 13. <laughs> Gotta be Anthony Randolph. Uh, definitely. It's 07. For sure, Anthony Randolph. Uh, I have no idea. So I'll go with the consensus. <laughs> All right. Yijian Lin. <laughs> hey, look, he... he he worked that chair. He did. He worked that chair. Gave that chair buckets. Absolutely. All right, this one. <laughs> Great athlete with long arms. Deep, deep range on this jump shot. Excellent hands. Amazing rebounder. Will score on you inside and out. Uses power in the post combined with excellent leaping ability. Has an excellent jump shot with NBA three-point range. Has the versatility to play both the three and the four on virtually every team in the league. Character issues are the biggest question marks. Has been accused of being immature. Had some off-the-court issues as a high school player. As far as basketball goes, there's very little to complain about. Does need to work on his handle. Everything else looks great. What year is this? How far? Uh, this is around the same year as Yijian Lin. I'll say that. Damar Johnson. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mark Johnson way back there. Um, but 07? <laughs> Man. Not necessarily 07, but around that time. Maybe a year before, maybe a year after. Hmm. No idea. Rashad McCants. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. That was a good, good guess. No more guesses? Three, no. Three, four. Oh, man. You can see him on Instagram screaming, we them ones after every little highlight. Michael Beasley. Yeah. Beasley. Beasley. Man, who wrote that scouting report? Yeah, I, uh, I'll tell you what, though. I'll, I'll Beasley had it. a I'll good enough it. career. I didn't even think of him. Wow. Okay. Like, All right. Yeah, he I mean, actually he did, stuck around for a he while. He did stick around for a long time. That's fair. Yeah. Like, he, he was. He's, he's going to be on, on the Nets next year, right? He got, I mean, he might be. <laughs> Super team. I mean, the Lakers do need wing help. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so did the Clippers. Um, all right. Lacks ideal size for a center. Not a great athlete. Plays below the rim due to a lack of explosive leaping ability. Lacks lateral quickness, making it difficult for him to guard on the perimeter. Has conditioning issues. Has had knee problems in the past. Is he just a more skilled version of Tyler Hansbrough? Chuck Hayes? <laughs> no clue. Jay? Nobody? Uh, Ameka Okafor? It's got to be a white guy, because they, they wouldn't bring up Hansbro if it wasn't a white guy. It is a, it yeah. is a white guy. It's it a white guy. That's a great point. <laughs> it right is a there. white guy. Kevin Love. Oh, that's, a, oh, yeah. that's insulting. Whoa. <laughs> right. All right. All disrespect more. to Tyler Hansbro. <laughs> <laughs> that's insulting to Kevin Love. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, that is very insulting. Although yeah. I will say, even fat he was Kevin fat though. back then. He was, he was fat back then. Uh, this, that no, I'm not trying to body shame. That Sorry, wasn't guys. Banana Republic <laughs> Kevin Love. Um, that was Hot Topic Kevin Love. All right. Uh, the seven-footer often gets compared to Dirk Nowitzki because of his versatility, ball handling skills, and his silky smooth jumper. He likes to play out on the perimeter and can really do it all, and can really do it all from out there. He also picked up the rep as a very solid defender. While he's not quite the athlete that Nowitzki is, 
He's more athletic than it appears at first glance. And he guesses Not quite the athlete that Nowitzki is. is Remember Dirk? Hey, young Dirk could go. A little bit. I know. I'm I'm just just saying, though, if if you're not quite the athlete Dirk is, you better be pretty skilled. Any guesses? I'm going to say Jokic. This person in the league? No. Okay. But they did have a longish career. Okay. It's got to be a white guy. Got to be a European. Probably European. Andrea Bargnani. Andrea Bargnani. <laughs> Bargnani? <laughs> Bargnani makes Perfect. sense. We should have known. That was the first one I've thought, like, we should have definitely known. Yeah, that, that one. That it, one's, that it, one's listen, a Listen, we got to yeah. do something about this as an industry. Just the lazy no, con. Well, guy it. who can make a <laughs> no, jump shot is the next Dirk. Well, that's right. And me and Zach talked about it on the show. Like, certain guys sort of age out being compared to. Like, when's the last time they compared somebody to Bird? When, like, for, it felt like 20 years. If you were a white guy and could dribble at all Keith and make Van, a jump you shot. Bird. You were Bird. Yes, Keith Van yeah. Horn is, was, was the classic oh next Bird. God. Oh, my God. Okay, one more. This last one, this last one, I no one's going to get this one. I'll even give you the year. It's 2010. Very skilled big man with soft hands, good basketball IQ, tough, solid perimeter shot, Solid rebounder and excellent shot blocker. Excellent passer for a big man. Soft touch on his jump shot. Shooting range extends all the way to the three-point line. Better athlete than you think. This is somebody who totally flopped No, out. No player so. comps? No player comps. At least not from what I saw. Did, did this person have a decent career? I love that we've turned this into like 20 questions. I want to say like seven, eight years. Okay. Cole Aldrich. Any other guesses? I don't know. Who else was in that draft? Luke Herringody? <laughs> Are we only naming white guys? Yo, that's a well, crazy they, name. they said he was a better athlete than you'd think. <laughs> so that, that's normally white guy code. That's true. That's a good point. Any other guesses? <laughs> no idea. Jay nailed it. Wow. Cole Aldrich. <laughs> How did you get that? You, you told us it was a 2010 draft, so I cheated a little bit. I pulled oh, up the 2010 draft. Cole Look, even, even with that, I didn't think you would get it, so that's impressive. Boom. Cole Boom. Aldrich, great guy. Huh. Had to be a white Range dude. Range to three-point yeah. line. That's what got me. That's why I included it. I read that. I was like, huh. How about that? That scout was ahead of its time. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if Cole Aldrich gets drafted today, it's the second pick. Yeah. We're not even talking about James Wiseman. We're, we're comparing him to Jokic. Exactly. <laughs> so or Ben Affleck. Jokic. Or Ben Affleck. Same Cole thing. Aldrich, man. Number yeah. 11 pick. He was a nice little career. Knockdown shooter from three. Knockdown, yeah. Extends all the way out. Soft touch <laughs> on that jumper. I mean, we never saw the jumper in however many years he played, but soft jumper. That dude was the definition of a big stiff. Oh, man. if he, But if he came around... In like ninety five, that dude. Right in ninety five, he would be been Jim McElvain. Yeah, exactly. That's he he would have been considered slightly more. It would have either been Jim McElvain <laughs> or Evan Eshmeyer, right? Like it would have been either of those guys. I flyer Cole Aldridge. <laughs> like like Cole Aldridge would have played Greg Oster tag out of the league. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine if he had been around in the sixties. He would have been well. By the way, by the way for the guy who, Country Reeves. 
for the guy whose range extended all the way out to the three-point line, zero three-point attempts in his career. I love that. That scout, shout whoever that shout scout to him was. being a star in his role. Yeah, absolutely. Also, never hit a mid-range jumper. Well, at least from 16 to 16 to 23 feet, according to basketball <laughs> reference. So there you go. That's Cole Aldridge. So that's our that's our game. Name this draft profile. Uh, any expectations for the draft on Wednesday, guys? I think there's probably going to be a bunch of trades. All right, that's safe. Well, possibly not. Or also, also a possibility. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good scouting right there. I mean, the fact that we're gonna we already know the first trade that's happening tomorrow lets yeah. me know that we're probably about to see a bunch of stuff. I, I think the financial implications of. Uh, you know, the, the hiatus and the money lost there, we're going to see a lot of that come into play ahead of free agency. I think there's a lot of reasons why there could be a a flurry of moves. Absolutely. Yeah. Number one, there's no super team out there. A lot of teams can think they're one move away from having a real chance. Wow. Jay refuses to believe in the Miami heat even still. (laughs) (laughs) So you think they're much better than everybody else and nobody else has a shot. I don't know, man. I mean, I saw them uh, make the finals pretty easily. (laughs) The Warriors uh, traded player exception expires apparently Wednesday. That's from John Hollinger. But but then like this draft is bad enough at the top that people could want to trade out of picks that teams normally don't ever trade out of. And then the financial pressure of the pandemic could force some teams to do some things too. I just think there's, there's a chance that it's going to be wild, wild draft. And I'm looking forward to that. Who goes number one? It's got to be LaMelo. It's, I mean, I guess it's him or James Wiseman. A lot of it's going to depend on, you know, who they trade that pick to, uh, which is yeah, that's, my Yeah, that was going to be my next right? question. Who picks number one? D'Angelo Russell can't escape the balls. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a tough sentence. <laughs> that is, right? Yeah, a- I think, you know what? I think we're going to end on that sentence. <laughs> that is the Basketball Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show. Make sure you check out the restricted area. Coming out again this week, I believe on Wednesday, it's myself and Waz uh, having some fun on the Athletics YouTube page with the long, strange history of the NBA draft. Make sure you check out the other shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. And on this feed, Tampering on Tuesday, Hoops Adjacent on Wednesday, Point of Contention on Thursday, Nurse You Wrote on Friday, all that good stuff, no dunks, all the team-specific shows. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic. Make sure you're getting the best coverage out there. Sam Vecini has his mock draft coming out on Monday, I believe, so you don't want to miss that with all the good information and intel he's got there. So for Waz, for Trey, for Jay, for Dave, for Jade, I'm Zach. Keep it locked in on The Athletic.